0: Go to run house get a uh vieter beer dit beer, beer? <laughs> <laughs> did <Winder. laughs> schnitzel Let's get some putz of um pop um, pop um, pop um, pop um, pop 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 up, and gonna be at the rein um pop up, um, pop all right it pop, is octoberfest is, like beer, is it not
1: is it still october
0: pop, um, pop, pop, um, pop, pop. how do you spell ryan house <laughs> H-A-U-S, I think, right? Spelled the German way. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, then that's the German way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad we're recording because this is totally the show right now. Uh, Producer Katie, where's the info for me that I can tell the people when we officially start the show? Can you pull that up? Uh, You ready to actually start the show, Lofa? Hit the theme song. Get this crowd going. Now, come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. Ons on three. One, two, three. Four. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go up
1: I'm just about that action, boss. He takes
0: the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. That's intercepted by Lofa
1: Tatupu. Holy catch. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing.
0: Who's got my best? I got your ah. There's no fun. player. Trouble playing. Thunder. All one. Ready. Play. Russell looking. Russell scrambling. Go Pump faking. to Still looking. Now he spins out. We got a five baby. not 40 Down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's going to go. let go. 20-10. They, they do it again. Touchdown. 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 Seahawks. Seahawks. Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Seahawks super fan Brett Davern, and he is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. Lofa, what's up, buddy?
1: How you doing? <laughs> I'm all
0: right. I'm all right. We'll get into the game in a second. Uh, everybody listening to the show, big announcement uh, there is a listener party with Lofa and I in Seattle in person coming up. This weekend on Sunday, if you want to watch some football with your man, Lofa Tatupu, or me, or producer Katie, actually, we will all be in Seattle live and in person at the Rhine House. Uh, R-E-I-N, H. right? No? R-H? H is silent. I-N-E. How do, you, how do you spell this thing? I don't know. Whatever. We're going to be somewhere drinking beers.
1: There you, that's what you should have led with. I would- I don't know what a know. listener party is. It's a watch party. We're going to watch some football games, maybe talk some football. I don't either. So Ryan house, yeah. everybody don't listen to anything. Brett said yeah. Ryan house. Sunday.
0: For the, we'll we're going to be there at 1 PM. It's R H E I N space H a U S. And it's in Seattle. It's a bar. Uh, great people over there. They got tons of TVs and great food and great beers and all of that. Awesome. And it's uh, an awesome atmosphere. Loba- and producer Katie and I will be there in person. We're gonna be giving out uh, prizes between quarters and, and having a raffle and donating money to charity and giving Playing out quarters? T shirt believe in Seahawks t shirts and all kinds of stuff. So come on out to the place out some drinking games. This Sunday, 1 p.m., I hear you and I'm also on board with all of that. Uh, you guys also can hit us up on the email. Anytime seahawkspod at gmail.com. Follow us on all social media at believe in Seahawks for all of the details and come on out this weekend and say hi. And, um, you know, we'll fist bump and whatever else you want. I don't know. If you got a mask on, I'll, I'll kiss you on the mask with my mask. Is that a thing? I don't know. Is that weird? Is that weird? Producer Katie just gave me a look. She's shaking her head. Oh, whatever. In any case, come on out and let's have some fun. Um, Hey, Sponsor for the show, our sponsor, betonline.ag. Let's uh, go over here to the email. Jimmy Betts was sending in week seven's opening lines. The Seahawks this coming weekend, uh, Monday Night Football, actually, against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are already minus three and a half for the game. That's an early line. So get over there and put your uh, wagers down at betonline.ag. Your online wagering experts use our promo code.
1: Believe 50. I don't know. I read the email. Was it Believe 50 or is it just Believe? You're confused there's a, with me believe, now.
0: there's a Believe 50 for a 50% welcome bonus ah, BLEAV.
1: You bonus tried to, to trick go. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read that email. Take that, Brett.
0: <laughs> uh, Lofa, all joking aside, now we have to talk about the game that happened uh, against the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. I mean, there's our headline. It'll go up in a moment, I'm sure. The Seahawks lose to the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. And, buddy, I didn't even have to change our headline that much. I just sort of deleted the words, a few words from last week, and then put in the Steelers' name, and I'm getting sick of it. What's going on? What happened?
1: Hey, you know, I I think I'm probably the only one that came out of there not just optimistic but proud of our guys. I'm telling you, we fought – Tooth and nail. Yeah. I'm going to pull you over to the, to the bright side, man. There's a lot of great things that happened. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I could go through, I'm sure we will go through them all. I didn't read the rundown. Sorry. But um, (laughs) the run game got established and you know what? Uh, It's, it's just, that's a tough defense to run against and pass. They're one of the best defenses all around and we took it Mm -hmm. to them up front and that was the money we invested in the offensive line well they earned their pay that day i mean protection yeah there be five sacks there was a couple times maybe he held on the ball a little too long i don't remember anybody just coming scott free correct me if i'm wrong but alex collins uh five yards a carry homer i mean he broke that long one so it ended up like 15 yards a carry and then uh, dj dallas had like six or seven a carry it's whoever you want we had it and The frustrating part, it's got to be frustrating for the offensive line. It's like, yo, we could do this. We just did this against the number four defense in the league. Let us do this. And you just got to trust that it's going to at least, you know, it's just like Derek Henry. You saw him last night. Again, it was two yards, four yards, two yards, two yards, one yard, 60 yards. And, you know, I think we, homers got the speed to break one of those. Alex will get you probably 40 before he gets caught. But it's there to be had if we just trust it. And so but that was so, one of the best overall, things I saw.
0: Well, we'll get into the specifics in a second, but your overall impression of the game as a whole is that you're not actually that disappointed and you might no. be a little bit encouraged.
1: Yeah. And then defensively, we, okay. uh, you know, we did, we did what Brett mentioned. I'm going to give you credit right here. my wow. man. Kudos to you. <laughs> All right. Brett, a couple uh, episodes ago when, you know, we didn't know what we were doing with Jamal. Um, Brett's like, why don't we just send him every play? And I was like, you know, it's kind of what you have to do, you know, Um, because we've seen the the miscues in coverage. And then, of course, we have a clip to go over a little later, but you have to. And, you know, he did great. He had several tackles for a loss, put pressure on them, whether it was the run game or pass. And, um, you know, and he did. He had that nice funnel shot on that toss. So I wasn't uh, other than a couple of plays, I wasn't too upset i know there's a big one
0: that. Oh, um yeah, we're gonna get into Jabal ball adams later all right let's okay start, let's start going through my list here let's then. go through the list let's start right right with the most important position some say in all of sports the quarter middle linebacker oh <laughs> it was gino time uh gino was 23 of 32 in his first start in i don't know how long in the nfl a long time uh, he had 209 yards and a touchdown, his first touchdown pass, and also a very long time to Will Disley. But uh, just in general, overall, I mean, Gino looked, looked great to me. I thought Gino, especially, you know, you don't know what you got. You've had Russell Wilson for 149 starts in a row. Um, but I thought Gino looked good. How do he look to you?
1: Gino looks solid. Um, you know, of course, he wants that last play back. He's even said it. He put the blame on him. He said, oh, I got to protect the ball. He does. but That's also why, you know, Watts, the highest-paid defensive player. He was, like, damn near triple-team on that play. So I don't really fault Gino. You know, that was a phenomenal defensive play by one of the best players in the league. Other than that, um, Gino, he hit, you know, the targets that he needed to, got the ball out quick. Um, just a couple times, he probably held on to it a little too long, you know, longer than he wanted to. And that's where I was hoping to see, you know, his legs play a factor. And um, especially, like, on that play right there um, where the fumble – there was like I think it was a max protection, two people in the route, and all both were double covered. Uh, so he did he made the right read, just did not. Just the fun, fundamentally had to had to be more sound with the ball.
0: Gotta tuck it away a little bit sooner. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I mean, nice pa- touchdown pass to Disley. Nice play there in the red yeah. economy. He was wide open. A good play also to Gerald Everett that really sparked the offense yep. getting going in the second half. And it leads me to ask the question, Lofa why do we always have these great catching and receiving tight ends but i mean gerald everett looks just like dk metcalf they're both like so big you know and yeah. physical athletic all of the above we had jimmy graham here for a long time of course right but it's just weird because like the perception is that we don't just we don't really use them all that often why i don't why are they don't the game plan more often
1: Yeah, I mean, Russ never really did, um, and you know, and Gino doesn't. So I don't know if it's like a scheme thing, but Waldron is coming from a place where you know they used Everett and they used Higby quite a bit. So I don't know, and maybe maybe that's just a quarterback decision. um, But yeah, it's it's those are those are mismatches. The tight end are the biggest and the strongest. And, you know, they got that. A lot of them have basketball background, you know, and athleticism in them where they can box out, even if they don't have separation, which is what a quarterback wants to see when he throws the ball. They just I remember John Carlson just boxing me out in practice and just putting putting his hand out here like Hasselbeck throw it here. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. For whatever reason, they're not utilized as much as they should be.
0: Well, that Gerald Everett play really did uh, help get everything going in the second half, but we got to talk about it again, man. It's like a tale of two halves with the offense sometimes. I think they had 65 yards for the entire first half. Mm-hmm. What, Waldron, I mean, that was the big storyline coming into the season. What is up with the offense, and why can't they be consistent for four quarters?
1: Yeah, I think when you get to slow starts, because um, like you said, we, we see two different teams. Either they come out blazing or they, you know, they're just a lull, you know, until the second half. And if you don't get through that first 15 in the first quarter, so you have 15 scripted plays. If you don't get through that, you never really get into a rhythm. And if you only have about 20 or so plays in the first half, which I don't know what we had, we ended with like 60, um, you know, then you, there's no rhythm. There's no, you know, chemistry. You don't know what, to do what's working what's not because you haven't had enough time to like really be out there and and figure out what they're trying to do attack you I did like that Waldron he started off with several empty sets and so you could see how they were adjusting and I mean I always thought that you know New England was a team that used to do that to a a lot back in the day because they want to know if you're in man or zone and you know what the count is and what your reaction to empty is usually you're either gonna have to blitz or you're gonna have to play cover max coverage and um so I did like that wrinkle. It was something we hadn't really seen in, in the first four games.
0: Okay, to wrap up the Geno uh, bit a little, uh, a little bit. Um, how much of an impact was it having Russ out? Like, do you, I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, like, how much difference do you think that game would have gone if Russ would have been playing? To me, it, it, I I don't know how much really Russ could have done differently. Like, I think a lot of those sacks might have still been sacks anyway, and things like that. It,
1: I think, you know, it's tough. You got – you know, how do you say, okay, we went to overtime and potentially should have won that game, right? Um, So how do you say that Russ doesn't win that game? The only reason I say he probably wouldn't have won that game is because we wouldn't have ran the ball 30 times. Hmm. He would have thrown it 50, 60, and who knows? Yeah, he would have kept us in it, but, you know, it's just you never know. With that defense and how they get after you, if you know the times he holds on to the ball, I mean, I'm saying maybe one out of every four plays is a deep ball to to um Lockett or Metcalf. But I don't I really don't think that he would have impacted it as much as a lot of people think, even despite his quickest to a hundred wins.
0: I uh I didn't put this in the rundown, but because of the picture we just put up, we put up a picture of Russell in the pregame and all that and with the cast on and stuff. But he he went through this like epic pregame solo mental rep workout, I guess. And they made a big deal of it on the coverage. I didn't put this in the rundown, but what'd you make of that? That uh, solo shadow boxing, shadow football performance?
1: I mean, I don't know. It's, it's Russ. Um, what'd you make of that?
0: It, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. This is very Russell Wilson. Yeah, you, know, you, know. It, you know, people on Twitter get mad at me because I call him like a dork kind of, you know? <laughs> but like guys he is remember the time i said he's not cool people came after me on twitter like you won a super bowl how dare you i'm like look i'm not saying he's not a good football player or anything or that i don't want him as a quarterback but guys he's not very cool
1: it's not your first choice to get a beer with
0: dude like seahawks.com wrote a whole article about that mental rep section and and then like uh or session and then um you know collinsworth and they made like a big deal out of it on the on the broadcast and like talking about how awesome it was and i was sitting at home just going like that's the lame. it's lame dude it's so lame the,
1: the first the first guy on ir and i think i saw this a couple places to go out for the coin toss <laughs> so you, your boy even when he's hurt, he makes history he makes he just smashes new records yeah. um,
0: seemed a bit hey. like when uh when i was supposed to be doing homework in my room and i would lay out all my books on the bed you know but like i was playing video games and then my mom would open the door i'd be like of course i'm doing homework like it kind of it was a little showy is all i'm saying
1: it was show- uh, yeah we,
0: must, we get it we love you we know you're dedicated we understand just take a chill pill dude calm down
1: yeah i mean i'm mean, so wait I'm, I'm saying do you think he only did it because the cameras are on because i don't know like kobe Bryant and them who like they got a lot of the same mentors like he used to go shoot for three hours before games and if the camera's on it's gonna catch him
0: Yeah, Michael Jordan would play quarters with the security guards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've all got our process. I get it. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs>
1: all right, where are we going next, part right.
0: Injuries. Injuries, man. Uh all joking aside, a lot of injuries. Daryl Taylor uh taken mm-hmm. off on a stretcher right. Obviously, a really kind of scary moment and uh not a great scene there on the field. I mean, they kept coming back from commercial break and they were, you know, still dealing with it and obviously your heart's in your throat. Um, but all signs since then have been very positive for Daryl Taylor and, uh, the injury, the CT scans have all been negative so far. Um, I think there's still a, a little more testing, some MRIs, but really like Pete, even said like he has a sore neck, um, and you know he flew back with the team and so he he should be fine so there's the update there i mean obviously lofa if you want to comment but i'm sure i'm sure that had to be a kind of a just a moment yeah
1: anytime someone gets you know carted off especially when they undo the 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 face mask and they you know stabilize the neck you know you just you you just pray because i mean yeah this is a game everybody um he he still has a family that he'd like to get home to and um so you just hope he's so young you know, so hopefully, hopefully, he's all right. And yeah. um, when he's healthy, he can come back. Cause I, I saw a report or something. Someone said, oh, he might be, be able to play Monday night. And I'm like, yeah, I know how smart that is. You know, even if he passed all the tests, let him right back out there um, with a, a neck or a spine injury.
0: Yeah, nothing to mess with for sure. Uh, he was moving all extremities. He has feeling in legs and arms and all that. So, yeah. Um, Alex Collins, um, couldn't go late in the game due to some leg injuries. He's got some problems with his glutes. (laughs) He couldn't go back in the game because of his glutes.
1: Don't skip Um, leg day.
0: Man, we, we missed him though there at the end of the game, right? Like that one really hurt. And I, they didn't really talk about it on the broadcast. We kind of found out about this one after the game a little bit.
1: Hmm. And I wonder, did that, you know, change our mindset? Like maybe, not as confident running the ball which i don't know why cuz homer ripped off that 25 yarder with that beautiful block by jamarco jones just blasting mvps out of his way um so i don't know maybe that played a factor into how we you know we called it towards towards down the stretch
0: well if he can't go though i mean what if he's injured coming up here because we're running out of running backs you got chris carson on ir rashad penny's never been able to see the field now alex might be out you got Dj Dallas and Homer, I guess, right? Yeah,
1: it's all about the U. They both went to the U, right?
0: Um, I think so. Yeah, they both did. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Damian Lewis uh, also has a something wrong with his AC joint in his shoulder. Ooh, yeah, not fun. Uh, he went out late in the game, and I mean, maybe you could speak to that kind of an injury, Lofa. What What does that mean? Is that doesn't sound good?
1: It's you know, you just lose. It's the AC joints, the one right over, right near the uh, rotator cuff, and you just, like, lose power and strength. And, I mean, it feels like when you do engage and there's no stability, it feels like, you know, someone's stabbing a knife into your shoulder.
0: Yeah, I mean, for an offensive lineman, I mean, I would figure your arms are the entire time. Hands
1: are kind of important. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, we'll have to watch the injury report then as it gets closer to Monday night. Um, moving on to the defense, my man. Let's do it again. Fill in the blank. The defense was?
1: It was strong. It held up, you know. We, we had our miscues here and there, missed opportunities, um, probably the better term, you know, speaking of that, the interception that we probably should have had. But um, I think Pittsburgh finished 5 of 14, so somewhere around 30, 30-ish percent on third down that's a big one we didn't get it we're not getting enough turnovers and i mean that's the thing if you're going to be out there all day and i've played like i said in college and even one year in the nfl for pete it's all about turnovers and it's going to be a long day if you can't get turnovers and um you know it's i think it was one one piece because we had the fumble at the end but but without that i said we have to get three and we have to play a flawless game not turn it over if we want to win but i was i was I was proud with the way the defense came out and fought and I was proud how we deployed personnel, as I was talking about the way we, the way we used Jamal, we used him to his strengths, the way, uh, you know, Neil was in there and he battled, you know, um, that tight end made a hell of a catch. He was right there um, on one of those big third downs. So it's uh, Bobby and, and Brooks 14 apiece. That's it's a lot of work, a lot of tackles and um, you know, just hope they don't get worn down. We're only six games in the season. Bobby's, past I mean 80 tackles
0: I hear you on Um, the turnovers uh we're you know we're gonna get into the turnover that we did get which you know Ben just dropped the ball we're gonna I want to get into that play a little bit later but um yeah I hear you on turnovers but man for me it's the pass rush where is the pass rush uh check out this here I got something for you Carlos Dunlap no send me some links no no check this out Carlos Dunlap Kerry Heider, and Jamal Adams combined for 24 sacks last year. Okay? Guess how many they have through week six this year.
1: Oh, and Dunlap was only here for half the season.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just talking about all of last year. Those players had 24 sacks last year, right? Yeah. Not just for the Seahawks, just that's how many they had. How Um, many do those three players have through week six this year? Three. Zero.
1: Zero? Are you sure?
0: Zero. They also combined for 29 tackles for a loss last year. Guess how many they have after six games this year?
1: Don't tell me zero. Jamal had at least two in that game.
0: How many did they have altogether? You think they had three. 29 last year? <laughs>
1: I'm gonna go three.
0: They have five. Ah. I mean, dude, it's a, it's a, it's a pass rush. We got to get after the quarterback. Oh. Big ben can't move.
1: No, he can't. But he doesn't hold on to the ball like a lot of other quarterbacks. He you know i want to say like kirk cousin-esque you know when he gets rid of the ball he doesn't he doesn't sit there patting the ball he throws that shit away if it's not there and i mean that's you know that's why he doesn't give you a chance to rush
0: well this is what's frustrating for seahawk fans we keep playing these other teams that get rid of the ball fast and don't take sacks and then we watch our quarterbacks take a bunch of sacks when they're actually athletic enough to get out of the way but they, even they can't and then we play against these statues like big ben with <laughs> some kind of big i don't know wadded up huggies on his right side and his pants did you see that pad they showed it's only on one side made him look all unsymmetrical and strange i mean big ben's butt is already not good to look at i don't want to look at it with (laughs) anyway all right (laughs) but the point is is that the guy can't even move and we can't even get to him what's the deal
1: well i mean that's the whole thing is if you can't get to him then you know don't don't bring the pressure don't you know it's you have to just be ready to sit on the on the on the routes.
0: Well, okay, then let's move on to that because here we go. Yeah. Yeah, well. I, I, didn't a, to, I sent, yeah. I didn't have to change this headline this time, man. I didn't need to edit this headline for oh, our show. man. We need to talk about Jamal Adams again. All right, we got a clip. Let's Talking Talk about the best? Not, <laughs> let's Oh, here, you want it? Here. Here you go. This one's for all of you. Jamal Adams.
1: I'm the best in the nation.
0: Yeah, let's talk about you, Jamal. Here, uh, let's start with the clip. Go ahead, guys.
1: Well, hey, I want to say before we get to this clip. clip. We're going straight to the clip. Go ahead. So here's the clip. We're in cover two.
0: Mofa sent us this, and he was like, I want to talk about this. So go ahead. Yeah, you
1: see Collinsworth highlighted him. So we're in cover two right here. It's a hell of a hit, you know, after the fact. But you have only one receiver in your area, and that's the one that's running away from DJ Reed. Now, Reed has 10 yards 10 to 12 you know he forced the guy an inside release so that should funnel him right to Jamal he bends it back out they call that the honey hole if you ever hear the honey hole they you know quarterbacks try to hit that Ben goes through his three reads Jamal should be at the top of the numbers he gets very close but then you only have one threat Bobby's fine with him by himself with that tight end up the the seam because that's what I look at Ben he looked outside looked middle at Bobby he's like okay no come over and he had that and that you have one receiver you have two guys over there like that should be a dead play and look who's coming free right there on the rush you see that mm-hmm. if if we had that covered right here is that taylor yeah is that taylor on the hoop right here i think so yeah. yeah that allows the rush to get there but i mean here one thousand one, 2002 one thousand three, balls out you don't even have time you know to get your rush on and taylor's right there too man your um,
0: so, so, so mind, i mean jamal's got to be moving over you gotta lot.
1: be over you have nothing else there is not another threat near you you have to get over it. this was the only one where i was kind of you know critical of him saying hey but i do love the way he finished you know he had some great hits um Dude, but I, right right there ben i mean you shouldn't I, what
0: I could complain about that finish in real time. When we were watching that game, when they show that replay, he hits DJ Reed harder than he hits the Steeler. Actually.
1: Hey, shouldn't have been standing there.
0: No, I'm just get down or lay
1: down, bro. Bro, Anyways,
0: my problem with Jamal Adams is exactly what you're just describing. though. my issue with him. And again, I know that I'm just an actor with a microphone in his face, but my problem with Jamal Adams is that he arrives late on the scene. Every time. Yeah, well, They're after the fact every time, whether it's a tackle or an interception or a if, pass pickup or anything. If Getting that's if that's
1: digs of- over there, if that's digs over there, that's either a no throw for a sack or an interception because you don't have any of the threats. The only threat you would have is if that tight end bent across Bobby's face, Bobby would release him to you, and then Bobby would go to number two if there's yeah. another vertical. And it didn't happen, and so for whatever reason, it's just – um those are the kind of plays that drive me a little crazy it's like wait a minute man that. like this is you're you're we all have thirds i have this third bobby's got the middle third diggs has the other third get to your third and anything moving you cover and that was the only threat
0: well i understand that i, I my issue with i mean i i use the word spastic as we were watching the game to describe how Jamal Adams plays most of his plays. He arrives late and he throws his body around and then he stands up and puts a fist in the air and then, and then, you know, goes back to the defensive huddle and like pounds his chest and tell, and it's like, dude, you didn't get there on time. You got there late and you really didn't do much when you got there. It's, it's like a lot of show and not a lot of go right now from a guy who's the highest paid safety in the league. He's got to step it up. I mean, dude, he, He's look. He looks better in his sweatbands than he does playing football right now. He's more of a sweatband model than a football player. I, I was
1: not very upset with his game. Just two plays. That one, and obviously the would have been, should have been interception, where he was it
0: hit him in the face. It yeah. hit him in the face. Yeah. And then they got a field goal, and then of course it gets pushed to overtime and da da da. So if you take points off the board there, who knows what would have happened. Also, Lofa, when I was a kid, I dressed up as a Seahawks football player for Halloween one time. And I thought it'd be funny to stick a football right in the face mask and walk around with it like that. And that's what that play reminded me of. I never just didn't stick though. That I would see it come to life. If he didn't have a visor in, it, it might
1: would've, it would have stuck. <laughs> but okay let me go back because you know once a player always a player now at the time that they we record these intros so i'm the best in the nation yeah that was recorded like in the summer and he was the best in the nation right Small adam's (laughs) best in the nation so so listen i don't fault him for that but it was just it was it was tough to to watch because right next to it they have your rank and when i think it was like 60 out of 70 something. And
0: dude, so that- Sunday Night Football threw him directly under the. Yeah, box. I don't
1: appreciate that. Put it in Sunday Night Football. and
0: then backed yeah. up over him and then put it in drive and backed up or it drove over him again. I mean, <laughs> the, the whoever the producer is at Sunday Night Football, to your point, because they do record them in advance, I understand that too. Yeah.
1: It's not like like it was like yesterday or two days before the game. We're like, oh, yeah, let's do an intro.
0: Right, but the producer, you think this is the first Jamal Adams game they've ever done? They've got other film of him. That producer could have easily saved him from himself, but they were like, you know what? (laughs) And man, when they played that on TV... Oh man. i mean i got my dad in the living room i it got was... my buddy my Bo, buddy who's like a huge seahawk fan is over producer katie's over mrs Daverson. sitting there when that came across the tv we all just erupted in laughter like it was just ah oh. oh.
1: it's gonna be okay i got faith i got faith in him
0: Ah, uh, yeah 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 okay uh can we talk officiating a little bit you know in a, a
1: seahawk Steelers game uh...
0: A Seahawks-Steelers game, far be it for me, but can we talk officiating? Because, man, okay, so the Ben Roethlisberger fumble play, uh, Mm -hmm. I want to give Pete Carroll his props because for as much as I've yelled at him over the years for his ridiculous challenges, uh, this is one that I didn't think he was going to win simply because you could see that the referee was, like, trying to talk him out of challenging it almost. And then you could read Pete's lips on TV where he said, I want you to look at it. Anyway, and the anyway is my favorite part of that. Nice. He's going like, I might be wrong, but I want you to look at it anyway. And then, of course, he was proven right. That was a clear fumble. Ben was yeah. clearly trying to bring the ball back into his body. I mean, that would have been the weirdest looking throw of all time. Yeah. Um, but that was the only turnover we could we could muster. You know, like when when he dropped it by himself. Um, but hey, whatever. We're talking about the officiating, and yeah. and props for Pete for arguing his point right what, what were you thinking in that and, moment?
1: and then um well yeah they were just panning back and forth between the play pete and then out of nowhere they just show, show russell with his perfectly gelled hair and <laughs> he just sits there and he's look he's got the same look he always has and then he just goes bumble <laughs> and i'm telling you i took it in slow motion and um it was amazing. I'll send it to you guys. But that was one of my favorite parts of the game. That – and then I had another – we'll get to the fumble. The other fumble, our um, – or yeah. before the officiating the game, right? That's what we're talking about? Yep. Yeah. Um, up the sideline with D.K., but yeah. he was right there, you know, telling Freddie Swain, get on the ball. But, yeah, the officiating man, I mean, Tomlin had some choice words. Uh, yeah. Embarrassment was the the term. Yeah. And I mean, if, if he feels that strongly about a – uh, a regular season game, imagine the fucking Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here.
1: I Fuck.
0: know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Especially against the Steelers, but yeah.
1: Yeah, you, cry, you cry about a fucking regular season game?
0: Well, there was just a couple things in that game. I mean, what about another holding call that goes goes against the Seahawks and potentially takes points off the board? Just another just like I mean, right because it was right after the fumble there from Ben. So hmm. we get the fumble, we get good field position, here comes the offense. The first play, we bust it for a long run and oh, here comes a flag. And even the, you know, C- Collinsworth and all that. It, it, that was a pretty ticky-tack holding call. And we just keep getting I'll say it's screwed by these calls, these holding calls. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We also got to take some ownership and do better, though. So, I mean, uh, but yeah, definitely. officiating is not really.
0: Yeah. Well, what about what I love talking about? What about well, what about the final seconds, though? There, the big problem that Tomlin has. And it was weird because, uh, so DK catches the ball, he tries to stay in bounds. And we're going to go over that decision in a second because he's mm. got some Twitter. Mm-hmm. Shannon sharp. So uh, we'll talk about his decision to stay in bounds in a second, but he does, the ball gets punched out. Freddie Swain jumps on it. The clock is still running. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, which Freddie, thank you so much for getting on the ball, but now get up and let's go. (laughs) All right. Speaking of my living room, we're all standing up. just like yelling, like spike it, spike it. So they run over, they spike it. But then the refs, they blow the whistle and they review the play before the spike, even though the spike happened with one second left. Yeah, I
1: don't yeah, I don't understand that because <clears throat> you know, he was clearly it was a catch. Yeah. And so like, you know, even if he's down, then you know, the clock's running, it's game over. So that's I understand Tomlin's gripe. You know, yeah, they got yeah. it they got it wrong, right?
0: Yeah, well, and maybe I thought maybe they were checking to see if DK had stepped out of well, that. He
1: was he wasn't anywhere near that sideline. He, he was, really oh, wasn't. Right.
0: That, like, that's what I'm, I'm saying. My initial thought was like, well, "Oh, oh. that!" But then when you saw it, it was like, "No, he was." You well, know, yeah, the whole thing was weird. What a yeah. weird sequence, Yeah,
1: no timeouts, right? It's just like you know, the the officials have to let that roll, and they they need to get buzzed in from New York, like, hey, you know, like the Buffalo Wild Wings, we need overtime. <laughs> Hit the button, but now, you know. I-
0: I will say though that the referees did get it right in terms of Gino snapped that ball and spiked it with one second. It was play. down with
1: one second. It was absolutely yeah.
0: got that play anyway. So I understand Tomlin's gripe as you mm-hmm. do, but we still would have been able to get that uh, field goal chance. Yeah. Um now though to the decision though. Well, uh, quick
1: um, shout out to Russell and, and Freddie uh, Swain. Right. Russell was over there like, get on the ball. Yeah. Then get up and take the ball over there. Yeah. Russell was right there. I was uh, that was pretty that's vintage Russ, right? And then you know, shout out to Frey Swain, who's becoming – he's becoming, like, one of these – and I don't want to give him too much praise too early, right? I don't want to jinx him. Like a Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Kirst kind of guy like that, just always there, clutch, and he's just making great football plays and great decisions and impacting the game, you, you know, long catches and, and getting out of bounds, doing doing awesome stuff. So shout out to Freddie Swain before we well, get to this, this next well, one.
0: Speaking of decision-making, so oh, – There we it, go. DK makes the catch, and – you know, as you're watching the play in real time, just it, my mind is, of course, like just completing the play in my head. Yeah. Like he goes, continues right out of bounds. And, and we would have had what, like eight seconds maybe? I, I think
1: seven. Yeah, we would have had enough to get so one more maybe play.
0: A chance at the end zone, you know? Well, like,
1: one you more know, play at least to move. The, yeah, one more quick out or something to. to get it closer for Myers at least. Right.
0: Sure. Sure. Or like, what, like I said, at that point, you could take a shot into the end zone. If it goes incomplete, the clock stops, you kick the goal. maybe who knows, potentially, but he decides to stay in bounds. And now he's got Twitter beef with Shannon sharp Mm. because hall of famer, Shannon sharp, uh, didn't like the, the decision to try to stay in bounds and DK didn't like Shannon sharp, not liking his decision. And they're going back and forth at each other on Twitter. Whose side are you on?
1: um not on either side <laughs> let I me see, see you got picture.
0: it here it is so uh oh, stop Sharp. questioning
1: me little boy i Shannon sharp's a grown-ass man i don't know if even i want to fight him as a linebacker i mean you seen the dude's yo he's just as big as dk maybe bigger
0: oh yeah yeah big time I mean here I'll read it here let me set the stage for everybody if if you haven't seen it uh, Shannon Sharp tweeted what was DK thinking why try to play hero Uh, and then he put an emoji of a football so probably why try to to play hero ball in that situation and DK quote tweeted it back at him and said stop questioning me little boy with the laugh crying emoji yeah
1: yeah. Um, you know I mean Shannon's right And I think, you know, we all know that it's, um, but it, you know, this is, and I did hear Pete talk about this, um, you know, in his uh, interview, you know, it's tough when you have someone that's in competitive, that's, that's the ethos of Pete's whole philosophy is competitors. That's what, you know, wins championships. Right. And, you know, how many times have we seen DK, you know, just break two or three tackles and go the distance. So, but in that situation, you know, he's wrong. And, um, you know uh it's you got to get out of bounds we were all thinking it and i know that pete's probably since talked to dk and just said hey man that is a situational play that we must get out of bounds you know um but then well, of course
0: before in his first season i remember him making the decision to stay in bounds at least one other time and like just flat out kind of dropping the ball i don't remember who it was against but I don't know if you remember what i'm talking about but he's he's mm. done that thing before where he could step out but he makes the decision and he gets it punched out and yeah. he you can't have that happen especially in that situation come on
1: yeah no and then and then the after you sent that one it went on to um resume checking and i don't know if dk had checked shay sharps record uh, or resume but it's it's pretty impressive
0: Oh yeah, I, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where like uh, I I understand DK like firing back, but it's, yeah, uh, you know, he, guy's a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I understand DK firing back too for sure. It's it's tough, man. Like, you know, especially you you, you make a bad play or a bad decision, and you know, it ultimately didn't affect the game. You know, so like, why respond? Is right. what I would say. But um, it's just tough because you're a competitor and and, you know when someone says something like that it's just like okay well i'm gonna buck back right
0: well and i mean come on if a if a Steeler jumps on that rather than freddie swain the game is over right there and we're having a different conversation today so yeah yeah you you gotta um and also by the way on a side note just because i'm on twitter and live tweeting and uh, by the way at believe in seahawks everybody while you're watching the game follow along. Um, but because I'm on there, right after the game, all the players, all the Seahawks players, they tweet right away. It's like it, it comes in so. Really? It's so interesting. Yeah. For right down to like uh, guys who aren't even starters are just. What do they say? Like. Uh, just like, it, usually it's positive stuff. Just like, hey, we'll get them next time or whatever. But my point is, is I just noticed that they're right on social media immediately. You know, and so I guess what I'm saying is like for DK, it's like. Social media is very important to them, you know, and they, they use it, obviously, and they, they're they all about it. And so they just, they notice when someone says something and Shannon Sharp says something and he fires back. And that's sort of like the world that this generation lives in is what I'm saying. I find it interesting because, yeah. you know, I'd rather just have him get in the film room and <laughs>
1: whatever. And, cor- and correct it yeah, than talk I, about correcting it.
0: Some of the guys I'm like, that got to Twitter a little too fast. Like, I'd like you to kind of maybe... Be with your team a little bit maybe sit in that for a second <laughs> like yeah whatever maybe they go straight uh, to block or grab their phone i don't know i guess so. I, I mean
1: different day and age man i mean yeah. i'm yeah i'm just glad i don't know if i call it a distraction but you know i'm glad it wasn't around when i was playing um yeah. man, i mean you just there's some things you just can't give your energy to man like and that's you know what does it do to go back and forth with someone on there well, um, we
0: talked about, look, I don't, you know, we were going to move on, but I don't want to keep it going too long, but we've talked about how DK kind of lets people get in his head sometimes. Uh, yes, you have brought this up. Right? And so yeah. if he letting Shannon Sharp live in his head a little bit too much, even on Twitter, like for DK, it's like, whether it's on the field or off, like let some of this stuff go and just become the superstar that we all want and know you can become and like just quiet all this noise.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was short lived. He, he jumped back on and just said, Hey, you know, you're right. Yeah. And um, you know, yeah. I think uh, I think he found out he had a gold jacket and was like, "Oh shit, this
0: guy's the uh, man." Uh, Zone in CBD is the best CBD in the game, everybody. It's Lofa's Company. Zone in CBD dot com is where you go if you want to get it. Sign up for a subscription; it shows right up your doorstep. You can also get some merch. Look at that nice T shirt. Like that? Yeah. Uh, use our promo code.
1: Believe. B l e a v.
0: Twenty percent off your purchases at zoneincbd.com or pick it up at Bartel Drugstores. Zone in CBD. Uh, let's just zone in on a Steeler who had a great game. Um, it hurts me to do this, but I mean, dude, TJ Watt is a beast, and he basically ruined the end of the game for us on two plays in a row uh, by him. The sack, right on the previous sequence on the previous series um, that uh, led to the punt, and then obviously the fumble on the very first play when we got the ball back. I mean, you want to just tip your cap to TJ Watt for a second?
1: Yeah. He's a beast. I mean, it's, that's why he's the the highest paid defensive player in the league. Yeah, man. Uh, He's expected to do things like that. Um, but yeah, that one, he was, you know, it was like a double team and then a chip with the running back and, uh, he just, there's nowhere to go. And so he saw Gino step up and he came around and, Came in with heavy hands and got the ball out and uh, won the game for them. But um, yeah, what, is been,
0: the, what about the heavy hands earlier in the game, though, from him? The what? What about the punching earlier in oh, the game? Well, the I mean, hand and the, I mean, it was a little excessive. <clears throat> I mean, he got flagged, yeah. It, but
1: yeah, one of them was to the gut. Now that's just dirty. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, you know, because it, it wasn't even near the ball. It was just like take this it's like a full-on uppercut, uppercut take this to the gut, overhand, yeah overhand. yeah was, and then and then he came with the overhand which is the more traditional you know way to knock the ball out um so i don't know i i can't say it's too dirty i mean i've done it before so
0: yeah, but the overhand one, I mean, aren't you just kind of supposed to get thrown out for throwing punches? I don't know. I mean, know. yeah. Watch out, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm sure there'll be a fine coming his way, but, you know, when you win the game, you don't really care, right? And Well, hey. You know, he won the game with uh, with uh, the other heavy hands, Dude. and, uh, yeah, there's nothing he can't do. There's no true weakness in his game, and uh, that's why he's always in the uh, – he, he will be in the MVP running race for a long time.
0: Superstar players make superstar plays right when the game's online, and like he showed he got, up got that big contract, and he's living up to it, so yeah, uh good for him, good for them, whatever let's play our yeah, so we can get out I of
1: don't worry really want to zone in on that. Let's talk about how Jamarco Jones threw him out the club. you want to zone in on something you want to zone in
0: that's true. he got him on that play, I'll send you man. that clip yeah. That's a wrap for us, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back later in the week to talk about the Saints game. We'll be joined by the host of Believe in Saints right here on the Believe Sports Network, uh, John Hendricks. Did I get that right, Katie? I lost my notes. Yeah, I nailed it. Yeah. We'll come back for that, everybody. Seahawkspot at gmail.com is the email. If you want to send us an email. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. at Ryan House in Seattle, live and in person. So, Lopa, producer Katie. We'll have stickers and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff to hand out. Come by. Uh, that's all I got. Lopa, break us down.
1: Ryan House on three.
0: Yeah.
1: One, two, three. Ryan House. Now.